Hello and welcome to the Serious Games Podcast. All about playful methods for interactive trainings and facilitation. Let's get started. And welcome back to the Serious Games Podcast. Today, I am connected to Copenhagen in Denmark, obviously. I'm connected with a pair of Christians. Oh, wow. We've met 2013. That is... Ah, eight years ago, um, when I was trained by you in the Lego Serious Play method, Pear is the uh, co-founder of the Association of Master Trainers in the Lego Serious Play method and um, the consultancy Trivium. But Pear, before I read everything that you've done, um, could you just <laughs> introduce yourself? Welcome to the podcast, and then let's talk about Lego Serious Play today. Hi, Julian. It's, it's good to be with you. I think you did it. I think you did really well. So, yeah, I, I, I am part. I'm a, I am a partner in Trivium, and we are based in Copenhagen, and I am a co-founder of this association. <laughs> and and maybe like I, I've been you know, working with and on with Series Play for I guess twenty years. So, uh, which I think is why we're sitting here as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so early adopter. In fact, you co-developed parts of the method. We'll talk about that later because what I really want our listeners to get a feeling for, okay, not everyone has been in a Lego Series Play session or workshop. So maybe we can do two parts in this uh, podcast. Mm -hmm. um, number one, uh, look at just one topic <laughs> um, that you can uh, tackle with the method. And then let's talk a little bit about, you know, where did it come from and, and what the, where the magic happens and, and how, if it can be applied in virtual setups, etc. So how would you describe Lego Series Play to someone who's who never even heard about Lego Series Play? First of all, I think I would probably try not to describe it. <laughs> um, I, I, would, I would put on a mask and, and go to somewhere where there are not tough restrictions, and I would take out my Lego bricks, and I would demonstrate it to them. Yeah. I'll, I'll get to it, but I want to use a metaphor first. Sometimes mm. describing what Lego series play is, is like describing downhill skiing. It doesn't really make sense to describe it. You cannot really convey the feeling or the flow experience you have or the just pure joy when you have it. Mm -hmm. So, so that was, that was my honest answer. Or maybe I would get the vaccine real fast and go to see someone. <laughs> um, if I was cornered and, and had to do it on a zoom call, I might actually try to go back to a um, to, to to a quote, or at least paraphrasing a quote from the uh, owner of of Lego of the Lego company, because all of this started with him. And and Kel Kirk uh, is his name. Kel uh, Kirk has always seen the Lego brick as a language. It was not toy. It was a language. It was a language that children spoke between each other when they were playing. They spoke it to develop themselves, their skills, their social, their cognitive skills. And then what he said back then was, when this was being developed, now finally it was developed into a language that could be brought into boardrooms. Mm. So in that sense, it's really a language that adults in organizations in the boardroom, that's where it started, mm. can speak when they're trying to solve a complex issue or want to develop a, a unique solution because it's also a language which is spoken between the brain cells. It's almost like saying that language now is becoming complicated. Mm -hmm. That language starts inside the head and then becomes a language between us. So you can actually talk, you can use this language for any complex issue. Mm -hmm. We, uh, and now let's go to what we do or what I do in Trivium, which is sort of my, let's call it client facing or consulting arm. Okay. We, we use it a lot for what um, we might label complex issues. So, so we use it in developing new value propositions, mm. business models, when there are mergers inside or between organizations, and we do it a lot in strategy development. Mm. So, so figuring out or diagnosing. Yeah, go ahead. Let's zoom into one of those examples in, mm -hmm. in a second. But I think that that's also... Um... And thanks for, for bringing up the metaphor of, of the and the quote of the language. That's probably also why the answer to the question, what can the Lego series play method be used for, is so mm -hmm. unsatisfying, right? It's like, it's like asking, what can we talk about? <laughs> Everything. 
What can you use stickies for? Well, you know, there are yeah. lots of things that you can do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, well, um, maybe, I mean, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. I, I think there's one thing I would say that, you know, sometimes with questions like this, it's almost easy to say, what shouldn't it be used for? Mm. And it shouldn't be used for communicating what somebody, what someone else already knows. Yes. So this is for thinking. It's not for imposing someone's answer. So, so maybe the answer to your question is more like, well, there are things it shouldn't be used for. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. And now you said you and your team at Trivium, you're using it um, for you know complex issues, strategy development, yes. future scenarios, etc. Yes. Um, maybe we can just give our listeners a, a short. Like look and feel of such a workshop or yeah. a session, right? Yeah. So let's say, um, you know, you're vaccinated and everyone is vaccinated, or there's no pandemic, and um, let's use an example from the last years. <laughs> so um, let's say you would have a workshop um <clears throat> next week. What would you need to prepare or know about the team, their issues, the company, yeah. their problems and how and what they did in the past yeah so so if we take a a strictly facilitative approach which we tend to do we as facilitators basically need to be sufficiently ignorant that means we what we really know is what to ask and how to ask Mm. so to a degree we, or let's just speak as a first person, I don't need to know a lot mm-hmm. about the individuals. I don't need to know a lot about the company mm-hmm. because when we do that, we tend to project our assumptions about the answer onto them. So we end up almost like manipulating them to an answer which they don't mm-hmm. fully own them. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, we need to know something. We need to know something about strategy. We need to be able to speak their language. That's why I say sufficiently ignorant, mm. because then the approach we take to it is that you know, we, we use the series play, LSP, to help them think right, mm. and to help them communicate this. So we would typically, all things equal, we will typically go in and use the series play for them to do a diagnosis first. Mm. And when I say diagnosis, I mean sort of first step of the workshop is a lot about them diagnosing their current state. So, who are we today? Whichever that we is, it could be a department, a business unit, startup, so forth and so on. So, so really, so saying, okay, who are we? Mm. Positive and negative. It's a it's a brutally honest version of that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's because we come from a perspective when we speak strategy about we start from from the from the resources mm. resources run so much from the external world and other people have a different approach and so forth and so mm-hmm. then then we'll typically start diagnosing the the landscape okay hold on hold on now look pair you're using lots of lego i know i'm sorry language already you know that that's a natural language um for us i, I would say these days Eeks. but uh let's um roll back just a little bit yeah so you were hired. You're in the room. Of course, there are some Lego bricks. We're going to get into the details yeah, of the material yeah. later. Yep. Now, how how does this diagnosis work? Okay, I mean, fair enough. Y- y- yeah, you're no, sitting no. down. Um, of course, there's a welcoming. And then what do you do? You Do, do you explain where the method comes from nope. and that, that this is a language? Or yep. what do you do? How, how does it really feel firsthand for a uh, participant in that workshop? Thank you, Junior. <laughs> Getting me back to basics. No, it's really good. Um, so, yeah, um, let, let's picture this. First of all, we, we yeah. tend not to be more than 12 people. Okay. Mm-hmm. That does mean we can't be more than 12 people. Mm-hmm. But now we're talking strategy, yeah. a workshop, and then we typically want a smaller group to create lots of time and, and space for people. Yes. We don't talk a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, do now, maybe, but, but not in a workshop. Okay. In the workshop, it's actually about getting started. Right. Uh, because, you know, let me park the getting started for a second, mm-hmm. but then the why getting started. Mm. They don't care where this comes from. Yeah. And it makes no difference to them. And the more, more I would talk or the CEO would talk, the more this feels like any other meeting. 
So let's get started. We didn't start this podcast by you explaining to me who created that microphone of yours. Why does the noise reduction work so well? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter to me, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So we actually get started really fast. Mm -hmm. This is a language. As I said, we call it a method, but it's, let's stick with the language. When you need to use a language on a difficult manner, first you need to learn the grammar or the syntax of the language. Yeah. So we spend a little bit of time just getting to mm. get getting to understand that. Mm. Right. So so just getting into the language, realizing, you know, oh, I can build with a Lego brick. It doesn't mm. mean which bricks I choose. It matters what they mean. When I share my story, which which they do, mm -hmm. people will listen to me. So just getting into that one. So and that, that might take an hour. It's the best investment ever, mm. uh, but it might take an hour. This is like... Um, And a metaphor here could be like a hundred meter sprint, hundred meter sprint, right? They warm up an hour to run for 10 seconds. Yeah. And, and, and by that, by that learning the language, like by that first hour, I mean, of course you, would you already ask the questions about the, um, you know, complex issue? Of course not. Right. You would start with correct simple, Flat, personal, simpler things. Yeah. Yeah. Simpler things. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do you have um, an example for that? Like what is your favorite, you know, startup question? Um, before I start, so we, we, we typically start with, with you know, three, it's three exercises. We start yes. With. And, and one of them is so simple that um, it's it really just about reconnecting with the Lego break. So let's forget about that one. And then we do a little bit of an exercise, which is really about um, getting in there and realizing and being intentional about the, the metaphors that we use. And we all use metaphors all the time. And then we do this, what we call a story-making exercise, which really helps people to, to start building things that they didn't know they know. Mm -hmm. right? mm -hmm. we, oh, I didn't know I knew that. So we, we, we tap into all the stuff that, we, that the individuals don't know that they know, right? Mm -hmm. and, and, and the potential knowledge, if I may call it that. There's a lot of cool ones there. And, and here we tend to go extreme, like the, the nightmare version of a given thing. Mm -hmm. And they are just fun. They're, they're fun. And, and fun is a serious matter, right? But we have, we're building things like a nightmare competitor, a nightmare consultant, a nightmare mm -hmm. politician. And it's actually a really nice moment because mm -hmm. these models are very imaginative and, and there are mm -hmm. lots of fun. There's lots of truth in them. Uh -huh. It's also typically the moment where many realize that, oh, this does something to my, you know, to my thinking. Yeah. It's like, oh, This does something to how people are listening to my thing. Mm, mm. And so in that sense, that's a really nice moment. You, you saw, you almost sense um, like a shift in the room. Mm, yeah. And you don't say that because then the magic is gone, right? Right, right. And you just mentioned it shortly. Mm -hmm. Imagining 12 people in the room. Mm -hmm. Everyone is, you know, going through this, getting to know the new language activities. And mm -hmm. then they're sharing, they're talking about yep. what they've built and created, as you mentioned, for example, a nightmare competitor. So one person is explaining, sharing, storytelling, yep. yep. story making. Yep. And all the others, including you, are listening, yep. right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So that's that's why maybe our listeners can sense already like a difference from yeah. the meetings or the workshop that they, um, or the workshop sessions or partner sequences that they're normally in. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So we typically, if I can just build on that one, Julian, because we, we do make a big thing about talking about 100, 100, mm -hmm. this notion now that, that these are 100, 100, let's call them meetings, right? Yeah. Where everyone mm -hmm. is involved all the time. Right? That's one part of the 100, 100. So you are involved when you're building, hmm. but you're also involved when you're listening. Yes. So, 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 so everybody's always engaged in the process. We also, another aspect to the 100, 100 is that every person unlocks their full potential. So it's almost like saying there's an internal 100, 100, hmm. or intra, let's call it intrapersonal 100, 100, hmm. and there's an interpersonal 100, 100 actually going on. Okay. Maybe we should just circle back and, and, and then get rid of this strategy workshop. But imagine yeah, that absolutely. when people then, when they now know this, right, then the first step could be, or for us typically is that they build the identity okay. of whatever constituency we are making a strategy, they are making a strategy for. Mm. So if we were doing it for a department, they, they would build the identity of the department. 
And wow. identity it, it can, can really cover a lot of things. It could be their competences. It could be their current value proposition. It could be their cultural values. It, it, it could, you know, capabilities, anything that they sense, the, 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 their, their sense of purpose and mission, right? Mm. Just all of that thing that we as an entity are today. And mm. when, when they get that, and, and, and they always start from building individual models because what Julian think we are is, is you know, equally true as mm. what Georgina thinks, right? Yes, and, and then we move to that shared model. And then mm. we, we go for this landscape thing, as I call it, which is any outside factor. This could mm. be where they're building their competitors and their clients and certain providers, the government, the whatever they think exists mm. in that landscape. And landscape is just mm. a metaphor, right? It's not a landscape, but the market is just a metaphor, right? Okay. Um, so a landscape is a market, it is an external world, it's your environment, whatever metaphor, whatever label you attach to. Okay, wow. And I, then from then you work on it. I really have the feeling that I need to put the Lego series play language and the steps also in the show notes and in uh, the, the, the marks of the episode. Just so we do we get it straight, okay? Because you were talking about, Absolutely. of course, individual models. Mm -hmm. I build a model. I get to share what it means to me. Mm -hmm. Everyone mm -hmm. else gets to mm -hmm. listen. Mm -hmm. And yes, they, of course, also get to ask some questions about the model, right? Yes. Um, to, to clarify. Okay, then yeah. we have a shared model, yeah. which means... 12 people agree on one single model as the answer to the question that you have posed, or let's stick just with the identity. Okay? What's, what's yep. the identity of this department or, or team? Um, and that's one model, one answer. And just to clarify, more than one person will then explain what that model means to Typically. the group. Right. Typically. And and I think that's also, um, you know, maybe we're just going back to to how the method works later on. But this is also a magical moment for me uh, when we have to agree on what this model means yeah. and not only what it means, but also how we phrase it. Right. Yeah. So now we really have a shared yeah. language. Yeah. Then, right. Yeah, that's a powerful moment. And, and, yeah. and, and I know you know this, but it's also the process of creating the shared model can take a long time. And, and we always dive into the theories and all that later. But there is something about this, this, this being together, mm. this interacting over the boundary object. And, and, and touching things and moving things and moving around things. And yeah. I mean, body cognition, construction is whatever you want to call it, but there's a lot of things going on there. Mm. And, yeah. and just interacting in that way creates a, a, a pretty deep commitment mm. to the model. Now, yeah. it, it really does. And, and I've had... I mean, I remember a client session where I, I was back to them a year later after our first strategy session, and and um, and they had merged with another division, mm -hmm. and the the, the 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 VP or executive VP that, that I was working with, he, he became the EVP of this new newly formed division, right? And was, mm -hmm. leadership was probably 60, 40, new, uh, old and new, right? So I came in there, and we're gonna start a new strategy process. And um, I was looking at that. Like they, they bought the materials, and you don't necessarily have to buy the material materials, but these guys had because they were using it frequently. Oh, okay. Um, so I came in there, and I was looking at these boxes, and I could, I, you know, when you've done this a long time, you know the bricks that are supposed to be there. And I was looking at this. I'm saying, but some of these bricks are. Is this everything? And it's mm -hmm. no, but we still have uh, we still have the old identity and vision models. And I was like, uh -huh. what? You will. Uh -huh. That's not good, right? We, we, we're supposed to do something new here, right? And you mm -hmm. want this new team to feel part of the leadership team. Yeah, but mm -hmm. we really don't want to ruin it. And it, it really means and it really matters. And, mm -hmm. and it, they owned it. The, the commitment to those models yeah. were so high. They wouldn't even want to break them when we're doing this new version. I mean, obviously, I had to break them. No, I didn't. They did, of course, right? But, but we, we I'm not even joking here. We, we recorded the employee when she was walking from her office mm -hmm. to the workshop room where she were where they had to take it apart because they had to have this goodbye 
recording for you know eternity. So there's a there's a really um, I don't yeah. know, strong or beautiful ownership to the model. Yeah, and and, and it matters, right? More than yeah, it uh, and that's that's for me um, more than any you know written words or drawings or collages that uh, we've made. It's it's powerful. But before we um, again get into yeah. details and yes. the theory behind, look, you mentioned just shortly <laughs> again. <laughs> this can take a lot of time. I mean, yeah. are we talking about half a day or? Two hours so the actual shared, mm, so the shared model building, as we call it, mm. uh, is really hard to yeah. answer, Julian, because it depends a little bit on what they're creating a, mod, a shared model of. Mm-hmm. The the because the more emotionally demanding it is, the longer it takes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, you say rule of thumb, and, and all things equal, yeah. it, 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 you know, in an hour or so, you can have a, a nice shared model, but it, mm-hmm. it's very intense. Mm-hmm. Um, I could give you the most crazy thing I've ever heard of, which was two days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't do the workshop. One of my good mm-hmm. colleagues in Trivium did, and, and uh, maybe just closing that, that. That's a mad one, right? So yeah. It's a crazy one. But one thing, one thing, Julian, because yes. the thing was, my, mm-hmm. my partner, in Trivium, at that time, it, it took them, I mean, literally, it took them two days, right? Mm-hmm. And he was devastated as a facilitator. He thought he had failed. He really he really thought he had failed. It took them two days, right? And, and the rest of the workshop never happened. The right. client was over the moon. Mm-hmm. They were so happy. Because in their mind, in only two days, they had managed to do something they hadn't been able to do the, the previous 18 months. So he was like, it took two days. God, no, 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 I'm an utter disaster. And the client, the participant were like, fantastic, we did it in two days, which we couldn't do in 18 months. So it's all about perspective, right? Absolutely. And I think that is very important for our listeners to sense and also understand that um, what is part of the Lego series play method and of course mm-hmm. the material are bricks mm-hmm. right uh, mm-hmm. but then also what type of conversations change or as you phrase it intra or interpersonal dynamics will you spark with that right and yeah as you mentioned sometimes you know thinking about if you haven't managed to come to this commitment shared understanding of identity within the last years you know mm-hmm. Two days is a ru- still a rather good <laughs> time, yeah, right? And of course, anything between, you know, um, if you're working with startups, if you're working with a new department, if you're working with, as you also shared, a department that already had or has a strong identity. And less conflict, and especially, right? Yeah. And of course, there's conflict, um, the mergers, the... Um, yeah. Um, yeah. integration of new team members of new processes and again that that that's um where then the conversation and maybe the challenging parts of that yeah. method um and process happened but let's um move on to yeah. the landscape this is another um thing that you mentioned the landscape the market the environment the system yeah. Yeah. so there's this one model now um mm-hmm. as a metaphor mm-hmm. for the let's say identity mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. are we now mm-hmm. and what what is this 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 market then yeah so so you know they, they believe here right both in, mm-hmm. in trim you can say but also you know, all the way back to to where how this started in, inside lego is of course this notion that we exist in research you might call complex adaptive system right so we have all of these things out there which are impacting each other they're impacting us so forth and so on so we need to understand them mm-hmm. and we need to understand, let's say, the relations between them. Mm-hmm. So, and, and each person, you know, they know things that others don't know. And not only do they know things they don't know they know, but they also know things that other people don't know they know. Mm-hmm. And all of this stuff. So by allowing them to build whatever... Let's just call it agent. That's another tricky word, but it could be a stakeholder. Or, you know. Sometimes you only build clients, for example, to do a client mapping. Right? Mm-hmm. But then they build that. So again, they build a metaphorical representation of this 
agent of this stakeholder, this client, with the characteristics of that. Mm-hmm. Let's call it the client. It could be the client's pro, you know, needs and the client's dreams and their skills and their competences and their values set. What is leadership for this? So, so we're starting with understanding the client, the agent, mm. which in itself is valuable. Mm-hmm. I, if I'm the builder, I now all of a sudden realize what I know about this client. Mm-hmm. You didn't know I knew all of this stuff. Maybe you're working with other clients. Maybe you're the CFO, so you're not client-facing in the first mm-hmm. place. Um, so now you know this stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, this in itself is not enough. It's a good thing to know. So now we start sort of, um, let's say, playing. We start playing with the placing of this model. Mm-hmm. So we now place it in relation to the identity model. Mm-hmm. Are they close to us right now? Mm-hmm. physically literally distance right and what does it mean that they're close to us mm-hmm. are they close to this corner or to that corner mm-hmm. are they far away from us and if so what does that mean you know so so that placing starts to mean something so so we're really using the space mm-hmm. so even space means something now yeah. it could also be that the client if it's a client is turning in a certain way right mm-hmm. so they're actually close to us but looking away from us because you know Mm-hmm. Georgina from before, she built an attractive competitor who's over in that corner of the table. So the client is close to us, but they're looking towards the competitor. Now, what does that note mean for us? Okay. So, so, so we started to create all of this, or unlock if you want, knowledge through the building and through the placing. Okay. All right. So in my imagination, but also in my memory, of course, we have a, let's say, maybe a larger identity model on the Mm -hmm. table. And then we have smaller um, agents or customers or values models on the table. Again, still in the same mode, right? We Mm -hmm. build, Mm -hmm. we share, Mm -hmm. we listen, we ask Mm -hmm. questions, Mm -hmm. and then we do exactly the same with the placement then, right? We place it there and we move around, et cetera. Okay. Now, look, you were talking a lot about, um, you know, unlocking the knowledge. Do you somehow invite or prepare participants when you invite them to such a workshop to look at the clients or to analyze something in advance or to bring something, you know, do some warm-up activities? Or do you just trust that in that very moment, in that very, um, yeah, mode, energy, stance that they're in, that this is the full answer or correct answer or best answer? Or how do you deal with that? Typically, yes. Um, what I mean is uh, we typically don't ask them to prepare because they know Mm -hmm. they know so much Mm -hmm. and what they know they've shared no rephrase that Mm -hmm. some of what they know the thing that they know they know they've shared before right? and people have heard it a million times and so the more we all things equal ask them to prepare they will be saying what they've always said they might to a degree say what they think is supposed to be said mm-hmm. and they will use, bear with me here, but your know, bullshit bingo language. Mm-hmm. I did business school. I can also do all those words, right? Sure. It's all that other stuff that they know that we want to get out. Okay. Yeah. For the stuff that we know, we know, and the stuff that we could prepare from home, we can do nice PowerPoints and we can stay on mm-hmm. Zoom. Mm-hmm. It's the other stuff. And people know so much. And it is, I, w- I would like to do a circle back a little bit to why why always starting from the individual, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. We can anchor that in, in, in theory if we want to, but mm-hmm. I'd rather sort of actually come back to the owner of Lego. Mm-hmm. Because his, or one of his key beliefs when this mm-hmm. got started was this notion that people know more than they know they know, and every person knows something, something that other people don't know, and every person knows part of the answer that we need to hear. Mm-hmm. They know we know it. People know stuff. The problem is not data, it's making it into knowledge and sharing in a way so that mm. it's heard by others. Okay. All right. And I'm still imagining mm-hmm. the identity model, the mm-hmm. agents, you know, again, mm-hmm. value, right? And uh, when does it end? I mean, how how do you debrief? When that? does it and end? How do you transform yeah. all, right. the, the, all those conversations that were going on? All this 
knowledge that we now so, add, added to the conversation. I mean, is that recorded? Do, do, do you yeah. write lots of whiteboards? And how do you make sure that a group, a team, acts upon yeah. what they yeah. know? Yeah. So I'd, I'd like to sort of take out a word of, of, of your question to, the, to me there, which was debrief. And, and let's call it docu document instead. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, and in our language, I know language is, is a weird thing, but to me, a debrief is when we are reflecting on what others did, and we explain almost like explaining to them what they did yeah. and what the result was. True. True. And and you don't in serious play. Okay. Because in serious play, the answer is on the table. It's been built. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the facilitator doesn't have to do much in terms of debriefing or summing up because they know they build it. Mm -hmm. Now, here so. The workshop, let's just kind of pause on the workshop because it might not be done yet, right? Mm -hmm. So so there's lots of things you can do, but let's imagine that we are running out of time in our workshop. Mm -hmm. uh, we're looking at this landscape. They, they made this analysis of their market, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So they know who they are, their purpose, blah, blah, blah. they know the clients, the competitors, the, the, the maybe the trends, maybe the suppliers, mm -hmm. maybe blah, blah. And then they might build a vision. So considering this, who do we want to become? Mm -hmm. So now that you know who you are, you know where you are, you can see the spaces that are in that market mm -hmm. and you have your vision for who you want to become, right? Boom. Okay. Mm -hmm. yeah. So now we have to come into the end of the workshop. Mm. So, so here then, depending on the clients, um, let's say maybe existing definition or template for strategy, from now we might want to start saying, okay, so maybe what they want to identify is customers to focus on. Mm. Maybe they want to identify the competencies they now have to build. Maybe they want to identify focus areas. Maybe they want to identify action points. And that could then be a closing building exercise. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Understand. And then say the facilitator, typically we actually, we literally record the stories. Sure. Sure. Mm -hmm. Of the core, the diagnosis mm -hmm. of the market, the landscape, the diagnosis of the vision, the vision, mm -hmm. right? And the actions. This can then be carried into work. Either simply as these recordings. Mm. Now, lots of organizations require a physical written document. Right. But it's pretty easy to translate mm -hmm. these recordings into the document because you have the strength. Let's say it's a SWOT, right? You have the strengths there. You have the weaknesses there. You have the threats. You have the opportunities. That can be done by the facilitator. Not typically, but it can. Mm -hmm. mm. By the client. Or in a, some sort of collaboration. And then it becomes sometimes a, a pretty classical document, strategy document. Yeah, yeah. We mm -hmm. tend to encourage them a lot to carry the metaphors into the document. Mm -hmm. Because the metaphors carry that emotional commitment. Mm. So, so, so there is a depth in that. Uh, and a, a commitment to execution in that, which disappears if you turn the particular mm -hmm. metaphor... Yeah. into a business lingo statement. Right. So right. we try to, I, mean, I remember like, people were, they had a, they wanted to build a brew bridge, right? To, for you and me, that doesn't mean anything. But for them, it was, a, it, was, it, it was an action that they were really, really committed to. They mm -hmm. really, I, I mean, draining the swamp now means something different mm -hmm. things to a, but, but this was also in a core identity in, in, mm -hmm. in a department, in a, in a pharma company some years back. And, and for them, it was very, very clear what it meant. Yeah. Um, so, so there is. So these metaphors are really powerful. Okay. Help them okay. and carry them over into the work. And and and, and for us, um, sorry for going on a rant here, but it's really important that we see play as equally important as work. Right. Work mm -hmm. is where you implement decisions. Mm. Play is where you explore and experiment mm. in order to develop what you want to implement. So strategy is a great example of play. When we when we make a strategy, we're actually not working. We're not implementing, right? We're imagining where we want to focus and all this stuff, right? The work is when we take those and implement them. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's say that 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 is then the workshop. Okay. Um, again, twenty five minutes of of getting a sense of how such a workshop can. Um, you know, foster uh, the um, bonds, 
spark meaningful conversation mm-hmm, as, as you said um strengthen the commitment um add the emotional parts that might not be unlocked yet or not visible yet um bring them out uh, you know make them discover and that's then the workshop but you mentioned so many things and we should definitely use the rest of this episode to talk a little bit about backgrounds what to do with remote teams um, but also um the, the lego series play market whatever that means uh you know books and magazines and websites and certifications out there so um you mentioned a few uh, things already where where it came mm-hmm. from uh could you um just just um you know maybe spend two minutes or three on um the, the origins of the the method and maybe also your role in, in that two or three minutes yeah not uh, no no i'm happy to, to it, it, no 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 it, 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 especially mm. no no it's important i mean yeah. so so let's put it like this serious place started as an idea who got the idea first is hard to say but but an, an idea emerged in the head mm-hmm. of the lego owner mm-hmm. right an idea about unleashing potential right an idea that or a need maybe, but I, in this, I, this, uh, mm-hmm. he had the idea that people have an unlocked potential and that's also a belief, right? Mm-hmm. He had an idea or a dream of more imaginative strategies. Mm-hmm. In, in, he's a great believer in, in the Lego break. The man is, is so value driven. So, so there was this idea about making strategies different. Okay. There was then two professors at IMD, right? Where Lego has lots of connections who, who also had this idea of crafting strategies and this idea about maybe the Lego break can can work for this. Mm-hmm. And, and it was sort of the meeting between those three that mm-hmm. sparked the initial idea of series play, okay. which frankly speaking, I'm going to whisper this, right? Didn't work in the beginning, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So it didn't work in the beginning, but the, the idea was there. And, and, right, right. and I think these guys, they sense, you know, when this is not working right now, it's not because it's never going to work. It's just because we haven't cracked the code, right? Their first airplanes really didn't get up and fly, True. started flying, right? So, so mm-hmm. there wasn't the idea. It, it was the putting the idea to work, right? Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. So, so what happened then was that they involved Robert, uh, who I know you also met, Julian, Robert Rasmussen, yes. who who has a background in learning and development and came from the R&D of the educational products. And, and Robert knows and, and, and knew a lot about, you know, how children, but, you know, people learn, right? Mm. How do we create knowledge? And da, da, da. so, so he, and he was good at putting structure. To, 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 and, and, mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's just call it structure. It's not the right word, but uh, to this and Robert got involved and mm. it, it started to take, shape really right mm-hmm. um and this is probably we're talking now we're getting to 2001 and that's when i personally joined okay so i came from the mothership from lego mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i have a background as a sort of management consultant and i did business school mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. i can do a two by two matrix all by myself so i'm very good <laughs> yeah i know thank you and um and i just when you work for lego mm-hmm. unless you really have no sort of natural curiosity. It's <laughs> impossible not to start getting curious about learning and development, the brain and play, right? Mm. So, so I think that I got, I got infected by that bug as well, and and I right. came across this, and it just really, really for me, matched perfectly my belief about you know how what strategy is. Remember, this was really a strategy tool back then. Okay, what strategy yeah. is, how it works, etc. So, so I joined that team in two thousand and one. Okay. And joined with Robert, um, and and you can say that became the the facilitator training. We put some flesh on the bones, and in in pharmaceutical terminology, we started moving from the research phase to the development phase, and actually having something. If if that works as a metaphor here, right? right. Yeah, yeah. Um, that starts to work. We did the first official uh, facilitator training in in, in, okay. in uh, September two thousand and one. All right, all right, and then between that, you know, um, between the training and and crafting and further developing and, and oh, where we are now, prototyping, mm-hmm. right? Uh, well, no, uh, I mean the, the method, um, and I'm okay. probably just going to link a few websites and documents. Of mm-hmm. course, has 
principles, uh, core steps, uh, philosophy, and it's all written down and, 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 and it can be seen. Um, maybe, maybe, Julian, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Maybe really quick, the story is, you know, we were an independent company from Lego, mm-hmm. uh, owned by the owner of Lego and uh, okay. uh, controlled by him, basically, you can say. And, and we worked as a, as a really independent company for a while mm. um, to get out of that uh, Lego system because we were so different, right? And then we were merged into Lego. Okay. Um, and I can and I, as the only one from the startup, I, I continued in, inside Lego, and, and mm-hmm. we were inside Lego for a while, and we experimented with then with different business models. Mm-hmm. I left Lego because I thought I I had something else I needed to I had a, a, an itch I needed to scratch, and it was the wrong itch, but that's a different story. Right. Maybe a different yeah. podcast. So you, you can t- things you did you shouldn't have done. Podcast invite me for that. And, and, and then things happened inside Lego and Lego at some point said, you know, the entire initial team of Series Play with, with me and, and others, you know, we, 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 we were not longer there. So they kind of said, mm-hmm. let's make this, let's change the business model. Okay. And then they did this thing that they initially called open source. They, right. they quickly tried to change it into a community model where they right. focused on selling the bricks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they called it open source and they okay. published a, a document called open source. So, so that, that label is kind of, Stay with me. This was around 2010, and oh, since then, right. lots of things have happened. Just to yeah, yeah, and, and, and that's interesting because that oh, you have it there. That I that I will link I um, in yeah. the podcast. Yeah, and, it, um, it's not. It, be a little bit careful. Lego has actually discontinued the document a little bit. Okay, so they're not. There are things in it that are not so precise. Right, right. I mean, again, there's lots to read about the. Um, Again, process, uh, mm-hmm. facilitators, code of conduct. And again, mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. need to keep in mind when this document was published yeah. um, and, and the speed uh, why was it with... was called open source. Yeah. And I the speed with now... which it happened, I think, it also matters, actually. But... Yeah, and, and um, also, I mean, now it's um, under a Creative Commons yeah. deed. Yeah. I mean, parts yeah. of it. Yeah. So how does that work, by the way? I mean, I, I've seen online, like... LSP 1.0. I mean, Oof. is there an LSP 2.0, 3.0? And how does it work now with um, the things that are developed or that were developed yeah. after yeah. Um, yeah. Lego discontinued yeah. Yeah. Um, and you have founded somewhere after 2001, yeah. the association? Um, yeah. how, how does that work? So let's let's take all these numbers, which... which mm. Yeah. Um, I think it's fair to say there is a. I, I, I prefer to focus on this notion of the LSP 1.0. As, mm-hmm. Let's say that there is that. And with that, let's say that it's the thing that Lego made open source right. in, um, in 2010, I believe. And, and the stuff that's in that document, right? Mm. Which is very relatively simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have a three step process, right? And mm-hmm. uh, it's really about, you know, question and building and sharing um, mm-hmm. and, and that that at its core is you know that's what lego uh, series play is and was and mm-hmm. and it is you know, it, it, the document also gives some examples for some workshops and this is sort of it this is what was there when when we left and what they said what we actually also tried to trademark at some point uh, back mm-hmm. in the ed on behalf of lego or mm-hmm. owned by lego but so so that's that one mm-hmm. um and that's open. Yeah. Anyone can do it, uh, just like coaching, right? Yeah. Well, coaching is not... I would like to add, you know, easy to understand, and you can read the document, hard to master, right? And that's why, but that's why coaching is a great example, right? You can call your coach. I can call myself a coach. My sons, 14 and 17, they can call themselves a coach, right? I'm a coach. I ask questions. And, and there, you know, everybody agrees that coaching is asking a question, someone answering you, and then you work from there, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. as an analogy... That's also serious play. Right. right. There is this thing about asking a question, someone building an answer in Lego bricks, and then that answer is shared, right? So so th- there's that. After that, you can then say, and, and Lego then decided that's what we're going to say it is, and then we're going to mm-hmm. sell uh, materials that can be used for it mm-hmm. because, hey, we're a toy company. Right? So then, and in, in the beginning, they actually tried to make it a little bit of a a board for it as well, just to, mm. but that, that got discontinued fast. So after that, um, well, that was a quiet period, but, but Robert and I, um, Robert Rasmussen and I, when we had our different companies and 
we also had a long story and we had been the trainers uh, for Le- on behalf um, when we were employed by Lego even when we were not employed by Lego Lego was still insourcing us to deliver trainings on mm. behalf of them so it's like mm. if someone says they were trained by Lego it means they were trained by Robert or me right mm-hmm. um, anyway so I think we were sitting there in each our house and, and, and sort of and we we both knew that hmm. we were going to continue training people in series play, which was perfectly yeah. legal. And all. Yeah, uh, this was what we'd been doing, and this is what we believed in. And I don't even remember who made the call, but hmm. I think we both had this feeling. I know he's going to do it. He knows I'm going to do it. <laughs> so instead of developing our own material right. alone, why don't we form something, mm-hmm. develop it? And then actually compete on the market. Yeah. So we did. Uh, and, and so we then developed, mm-hmm. based on what was there, right? And sort of starting point, whatever. Mm-hmm. Again, think coaching, right? We then developing developed our things in for with series play. Like, right. um, and started to train people in this. We developed our own manual. Uh, we... Mm-hmm. we did some work on the core process. We developed mm. some application techniques and mm. something that Robert had already been toyed with uh, when he was independent uh, mm. in his Rasmussen consulting company. We, we furthered that. And we then took this, let's call it IP, mm. and we put it into this association. Right. Which you can think of as a guilt. Okay. Uh, the purpose of the association is not to make money. It's to uphold the quality of Lego series play, basically. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so everything that we develop, we put into this one. So, so a, a member in the beginning it was just me and Robert, right? Mm-hmm. Now we are more trainers around the world. Mm-hmm. All trainers develop, you know, they develop, they don't. They deliver the facilitating facilitator training program uh-huh. with the same roadmap, mm-hmm. the same material, same everything, right? Mm-hmm. And then we form a community around that. And the, and the association doesn't make any money. It's not a commercial activity. Um, the trainer has to pay a fee to it, but no royalties. Mm-hmm. So, so it is really this guilt which is there okay. to protect the quality. Um, so that's what we did. And then, then uh, shortly after, mm-hmm. is other trainers emerged, right? Mm-hmm. Some of them were strongly anchored in the 1.0. Let's call it 1.0, right? Some yeah. of them were strongly anchored in the 1.0 past. Mm. Um, some were even trained, or at least one was even trained by me and Robert as a trainer. So, so right. super competent person who just chose a different path. Yeah. Um, super, okay. super competent person who chose a different path. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we, we understand the, uh, or got a sense of the, the association, and we got yeah. to know each other 2013. Again, so that, that's pre corona. Yeah. Period. Unbelievable. I mean, um, and I was trained, yeah, by, by both of you, right? Yeah, I remember yeah. um, in, in December. Uh, you still do that in December? Like a training? Yes, we do. You... Yeah. yeah, yeah, great, great. Yeah, so so maybe, maybe just a note on that one. So, so Robert and I do one training a year just to, you know, we speak a lot, but, but being in the room together is a different thing. So we align, yeah, yeah. except for 2020. There you go. Where we couldn't be that many in the room. So I did the session alone with a smaller group. It was so sad. Mm. Okay, all right. So I, um, of course, went to additional trainings that you all offer on yeah. um, the business model canvas, and yeah. you do yeah. now see things emerging yeah. around design thinking. But what happened roughly? I mean, um, between two thousand and thirteen, when I was trained, and today, um, is that um, something that you could just elaborate on shortly? Um, any other? application um techniques uh, any other crossovers or where's this journey going um so so that all right shortly so (laughs) yeah it's it's a question so where is your play going as a method Mm. is a question we sometimes get that and in one answer is that it's not going anywhere Mm. um and that way it's like gravity we are not changing gravity. We're just understanding gravity better. And we're starting to realize how to use gravity. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I, I kind of like the metaphor that serious play was never developed. It's being discovered. Mm. So we start, we, we always get to understand the serious play method better and better and better. Mm-hmm. 
So your training, if you came to it today, and if you did it today, when when, when doors open up again, mm-hmm. you would recognize so much of it, mm-hmm. but it would also be so different. Mm-hmm. So we're doing a lot of the same things. We're just doing them better because we've mm-hmm. discovered more about series play. Okay. We we discover. I mean, some of it is theory that's coming up that we can start seeing. Ah, that's what's happening in the brain where we're asking the question. So I should ask it that way. Some of them are, are, are pure, let's say, practice. We're realizing how actions. So so actions uh, impact uh, behavior and, and and that we create these spaces and how we articulate the questions better. So 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 there's a discovery going on, right? right. Um, so that's one thing. The other part of your question, I think, was then new applications of series play. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So when people have done the training like you have, they can develop their own workshops. Absolutely. Right. So, so there's a million things happening that we don't know anything about. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, but there are also more trainings in, in you know, where we have developed a roadmap and we train people in using this mm-hmm. particular roadmap. And the mm-hmm. trainers are offering a, a pretty broad spectrum of these I have, when there have been windows in the corona pandemic, mm-hmm. been offering actually a, a, a train that's developed on based on something we did uh, years ago, which we call the Beast Workshop, where we mm-hmm. where we really dive in and we work on complex issues and we play a lot of um, emergence. So, mm-hmm. and I know you know what this means, but mm-hmm. if, if our listeners can go back to imagining that big table with all these models, we right. play future events and we see how the landscape responds to this. Mm-hmm. We even play out decisions. So what if I lower my prices? Mm-hmm. And we see how the landscape responds to this. All of this in order to make better strategies and being better able at handling the unforeseen, which mm-hmm. when we, right now we're sensing the demand from our clients to do this, they just can't get into the room. Um, so, so we're really doing a lot of this uh, as well. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it does. And yeah, again, there's only so much we can cover in, in an hour, right? But of course, um, yeah. applications in, in, um, that uh, are based on then the landscape that yeah. a, a group and that a team has built, understood, agreed on, committed to. Um, and then as you mentioned, okay, playing out future scenarios, uh, playing out possible decisions, and by that, preparing yourself um, for that scenario. And, um, yeah, also very, very, very powerful part of the, um, of, of the process. And look, the question that I get, um, where can I be trained? Um, you know, how, how can someone, and, and that might, might, maybe it's going to extend that question, not only to be own trainer, because not everyone is a facilitator who's listening to the podcast. What if you hire someone to, um, you know, do and use um, the Lego Series Play method and materials for uh, the question at hand. How yeah. can they make sure that um, they receive quality and not only Lego bricks in the room? Is there a quick answer to that? <laughs> yeah, it's a tricky one. Now, I, yeah, I okay. Know. Now, obviously, I think that you know trainers from us are the best and blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, but that's almost too simple, right? So. Here's what I would, if, if, so again, you asked two questions, I think. So if someone was, was going to go out and be trained as a facilitator first. Yes. And I think, sorry, I'm, I'm just thinking this through. Mm. If I was to be trained as a facilitator today, I think I would, I would check into the, the, what's the background of my trainer? Mm. Um, uh, you know, where, how did they get into Lego series play? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, frankly, I mean, and there's some really good, I mean, I, I'm, I'm immensely proud of the work we do in the association, but there are other really good uh, providers of, of facilitator training out there mm-hmm. in series play. So, so, um, but there are also people who might have come into this um, a little bit because, hey, this feels like a hype. Mm. Um, so I think I'm checking with that. I, I do also, I, I'm a great believer in actual client experience. So yes. this is coming, you know, when I went to business school, I, I like my teachers to have a deep understanding of the theory, but I really like the ones who had also been a manager. Yes. So I would also look into that. I would look for that the trainer 
as client experience. And with that, I don't mean, oh, I, that they've trained a facilitator inside a company. I mean that they delivered workshops inside a company helping with developing a new business model. Mm-hmm. I think these were the things I would be looking mm-hmm. for. Yeah. Uh, I would also maybe look for that the trainer doesn't promise you an easy, quick fix. Yeah. Because Chairs Play is not... It, 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 it's, it looks so easy, but that's... Mm-hmm. But it's not right. So uh, maybe that. I mean, don't look for quick fix. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, okay. check in where the trainer comes from. What's the background? How did they get, did they get into this? And have they done client delivery? Right. Mm-hmm. These are the things. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. If I was hiring a facilitator, mm-hmm. well, I was sort of almost do the same thing. I guess mm-hmm. I would. I would check in that my um, that my facilitator had done a facilitator training, not just read a book on this. Mm-hmm. And I, I would really, again, and, and then check in with what is this facilitator training? It, it, have you done a, you know, a three hour Zoom conversation with someone and now you think you can do serious play or have you done something a little bit more in depth? Right. Um, because you said it a few times, Julian, I think this mm-hmm. notion of, uh, don't it, it, sometimes it's like serious play is just having Lego bricks and asking questions, mm. but that's not the, that, that yeah. that's not what it is, right? Um, there, there is all these, uh, let's say, mm. theories about behind it about how to build up these questions, how to ask the right question, how to create the safe space, how to actually create that 100 100, right? Yeah, yeah, and I would, would love to share, you know, things that we um, discussed uh, before we started the recording, right? That mm-hmm. once then this, um, or as you mentioned in your example, right? Once then this dynamic, this conversations, this, this mutual exchange or authentic exchange, emotional exchange is going on, right? Then you as a facilitator really need to be present, yeah. observe. Yeah. know uh, your game and what to do yeah. and not everything that well i can just speak for myself what yeah. i do then in the room even if i use the lego series play method and material is then lego series play right because sometimes you need to mediate sometimes you need to um, yeah, yeah. you know do something different to spark an idea yeah. sometimes you just need to you know, drop all your plans and ask another question, a deepening yeah. question, or yeah. something yeah. emerges and that you have not had on your radar, and then you need to react on that. And then you yeah. go like, oh, my God, it's going to take me totally. another hour yeah. or two. How are we going to yeah. you know, make sure that, you know, we, we get a, a good insighting and, yeah. and, and, and flow of the workshop? Yeah. So that is something, yeah, firsthand experience. I yeah. totally and, agree. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it, it, there's just something there. And then an analogy that, that I, at least I, I tend to like is, is, you know, a little bit with a brush, you know, a brush, right? And uh, mm-hmm. calligraphy. Mm-hmm. That you have a brush does mean you can do calligraphy. Mm-hmm. But you can't do calligraphy without a brush. Okay. Yeah. So Lego Bricks doesn't make it Lego Series Play, yeah. but it's hard to do Series Play, impossible to do Series Play without mm-hmm. Lego Bricks. And it's really this notion this notion of knowing what to do with the tool. So the brick is essential, but it doesn't make it. The brush is essential for the calligraphy, but it doesn't make a calligraphy that you're holding a brush. Wow, Pear, so much, so much. I have two more questions. Oh, trying to really, you know, looking at the clock right now. Yeah, it's ticking, so. right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll do a second episode on, on Legacy. It's a good thing that people are in lockdown and have all this time at home, <laughs> yeah, right? What else would they be doing? Listen, we could just go on for, for hours. Look, um, remote, remote teams. Again, they, they have yeah. been remote teams before the pandemic. But, of course, now lots of everything has um, not only changed, but also moved to um, virtual or online mm-hmm. uh, learning environments. So what do you think? Um, is that a good thing? Are, are, is that working? Are we losing too much of um, the core of the DNA of the essence of, of the method? Or is it just, um, yeah, another great way of speaking the language? So if we were, if we had a choice, you and me, mm-hmm. when it comes to doing this podcast, we would have preferred to sit across the table from each other yeah, and have a coffee and have a coffee. <laughs> right. But this works yeah. because this is the option we have now. 
Mm-hmm. So for me, there's an element of this in this situation we are in now, right? Mm. The technology enable us to enables us to do things we wouldn't otherwise be able to do in this lockdown period. There are definitely limits to the technology. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I actually think when it comes to serious play that from a technology perspective, mm-hmm. there's probably a lot of things you can do. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that it has the full impact. Mm-hmm. It would have if we were in that room together and we could literally be building together and then we're touching the bricks and I could move your brick over in the corner of the shared model. Mm-hmm. And so, so I think Parts, my, my, and I want to take my take on this, right? And, and, mm. and we could probably have five facilitators in here and have different, have a very intense and very different kind of co- conversation going on. I, I'm like this. There are certainly parts of series play that works in remote facilitation. Mm. My perspective is that when I do my remote sessions, I would rather do less and then do it better. Mm-hmm. My take on it is also I'm I'm very I'm very what I would call reactive to this. I I mm-hmm. when I when my clients have a need right now mm-hmm. where they would benefit more from doing like a serious play than not, so to speak, then I'd rather do it. In practice, what's happening right now with my client work is that the real tough nuts where they know they need to be in the room, mm-hmm. they can't do it right now. But they benefit from opening the conversations, mm-hmm. also using Lake Series Play, so that mm-hmm. they're starting, they're building up the conversation. So we have typically a remote, shorter remote sessions mm-hmm. right now where the team or parts of the team are coming together and they're starting their diagnostics. They're starting their, their building and their sharing and their learning. But the real tough stuff they 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 are pushing out just like Mm -hmm. yeah that that's how that's my take on it right um i always use the 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 plato the plato's cave right you know if you've only seen the shadows on the wall you Mm -hmm. think that's reality until you turn around and you see the people outside the cave and and that's the risk a little bit here i think Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and again, I think this is true for for lots of serious games out there, activities, yeah. interactions. Um, of course, we all went through this. Oh, great! We're just going to convert this into a yes. Zoom experience, right? And then we realize, okay, maybe there are different parts. And then, um, as you mentioned, you know, the, the the question is then, what would we do if this would be? let's say the new normal, would we then convert something or we would just create something completely new, um, always focusing on the goal. And that brings me, um, of course, to um, the notion that, uh, and again, true for all the serious games out there, we don't play because we want to play or we don't do Lego series play because we want to do Lego series play, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We want to help um, facilitate um, spark, start a, a yep. conversation, uh, the buy-in, the commitment. Uh, we want to get this unknown um, out there. Um, and that's when you then choose to to use method XYZ or then the process XYZ. Right? Yep. Yep. Wow. Final question, Pear. Um, what is your ultimate facilitation tip for all our listeners? Not only for Lego Series Play, but, but maybe specifically for Lego Series Play. Do you have one tip? If you just could you know, say one thing... <laughs> what would it be? <laughs> I'm just gonna... I think that was it. Yeah. Be, be quiet. <laughs> Always yeah, be quiet. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I really think it's hard. <laughs> I um, know. But I think there is something about silence. I think mm-hmm. I think one thing that's helped me a little bit, I don't know if this is a facilitation technique, but um I think I, I, this notion of whenever you when you meet someone, you know you can learn something from that person. Mm-hmm. So everyone you meet, no matter what, there's there's a learning in them that you would benefit from. I think sometimes that helps me as a facilitator as well. Okay. And then quieting my own voice and hmm. who I'm cool. thinking. That's a hard one. Let, let's do another podcast <laughs> know, on that. I know, I know. But I ask this every um, you know every, every uh, facilitator that I'm interviewing. So. At the end of 
the decade will have lots of answers to that question. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry, I'm gonna keep circling my mind. So there's silence. There's suspending my own knowledge about the topic, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Silence, suspension, curiosity. Silence, suspension, and curiosity. Thank you so much, Pierre. Um, it was uh, great chatting with you about Lego. I'm going to call you back with the answer I really want to give on that one. Yeah, please, please do. Please do. And uh, it's incredible that I, um, you know, throughout this uh, one year now of the Serious Games podcast, I didn't have a episode on Lego Series Play um, out yet. We've changed that. Thank you yep. so much. Um, happy to have you back for maybe another deep dive in some sort of a yeah, technique sure. or something completely different or only focusing on you know first-hand experience. Well, we'll we'll just have a have a look. Till then, um, thank you, Pear, and uh, to all our listeners. Um, yeah, please share your feedback. And um, I might just say that right now, and we'll, we'll work our way around that. If you do feel that we've missed some question that you have, or um, if you want to ask uh, some questions, uh, maybe for our next episode or so, um, just write me an email. Um, leave your feedback on um, yeah, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Co. All right. Bye-bye from Berlin. Bye, guys. Stay safe. You can reach us at hello at keylearning.net. We're looking forward to your suggestions, comments, and feedback.